Chicka Chicka Gem Davies. Gem Davies here from gemdavies.com. And look, I know it's been a hot little minute since I podcasted, but I'll tell you why. I've been disciplining myself not to podcast because you know what was going on for me? I don't understand why this is not a thing. It's not a, a hashtag. Maybe it is. Actually, I haven't done a search. But procrastinating, man. Podcrastinating. <laughs> I actually I discovered that I love podcasting so much because I love the sound of my own uh, fucking voice, really. Love to have a chin wag. And I was doing it sort of to a level where I was neglecting uh, those aspects of my work, um, which are actually going to generate income. <laughs> so I had to, I had to cut myself off. I had to pull myself away. Um, but you know, it's a nice sunny Saturday morning, and um, I'm child-free for a little while. So I thought I'd jump on and. Um, almost do it as a, a kind of leisurely thing rather than pretending that I'm uh, building a business through podcasting. Look, I know it's great for marketing and all of the things and getting people to know you and appreciate you and all that stuff. But, you know, hey, I still haven't released a program for you guys yet, have I? Another reason why I haven't podcasted and uh, have not yet released a program for you guys uh, is because I've started a new role as a niece consultant for APM Australia. And uh, niece, if you've not heard of it, is the new enterprise incentive scheme. And uh, it is an amazing program run by the Department of Education and Training as a federal incentive in Australia. And uh, essentially what happens, um, new enterprise being a new business, is uh, people with ideas for new businesses can apply for the NICE program, uh, pitch their idea, have a bit of an interview. And if you get in, you do um, a set of pretty awesome training, which is all complimentary. It equates to a certificate three in micro business. So it's all about operations and financial tables and marketing and all of the stuff you need to know uh, to set your ducks in a row and create a, a really well-oiled uh, business. And then after that training period, you move into the NICE uh, program proper, which means that you get mentoring and guidance uh, through the process, help along the way, resources, um, someone just to sit and have a coffee with or a, a Skype with and uh, talk about the highs and lows and ins and outs of business. Um, and you may or may not be eligible for financial support too for the first nine months of operations, which is pretty freaking amazing. I am actually a niece participant. Um, so everything that I'm doing here in building out my educational programs for health and wellness professionals to teach them how to write with heart, write with soul, write with potency, that's a NICE program. Uh, and uh, I think I enjoyed it so heartily and cheesily that my trainer um, indicated me uh, to his manager as someone who he thought should uh, get stuck in there and start um, helping to facilitate and deliver the program too. So yay, I'm now a niece mentor and it's, oh, I'll tell you what, it's really exciting. I get to sit down and um, talk to people about their businesses, which I've discovered really fulfills um, that nosy pokey little Mrs. Mangle part of me that I'm pretty sure I've spoken about before. And I'm discovering that uh, learning uh, the little secrets of people's small businesses is just as fulfilling to me as snooping 
on their groceries in the in the supermarket trolleys. I think I've spoken about that before too. I love to know people's secrets. And uh, as it turns out, business, uh, understanding people's business secrets and ins and outs of business is very uh, satisfying to that nosy Nora part of me. Um, one more thing to uh, report before I get on to the point of today's podcast, which is holy motherfucking shit. I... Uh, no more than a week ago, finally made this connection for myself about vitamin B12. Um, I am someone who, despite my good humour, um, have over the last couple of years been dealing with a whole cacophony of um, symptoms, including chronic pain and um nervous system uh, bullshit (laughs) and it's all happened uh, post-surgery. I had a big abdominal surgery a couple of years ago and I unfortunately am um, someone who has never really been well since then, which is another story altogether. The details are probably a bit, uh, I don't know, too much for a public broadcast. But uh, yeah, look, I I really haven't felt very well. And the thing is, um, I have done all of the things despite not feeling well and I've been quite perplexed and uh, to be honest a little worried about why I don't feel good given all of the things that I do for myself like my self-care which is what today's podcast is about um, in part is freaking extreme extreme self-care is the way that I uh, live my life and it's absolutely priority I'm not someone um, who needs to kind of discipline myself to look after myself because it's always my number one fucking priority and it doesn't uh, the amount of um, time and energy and resources that I put into caring for myself and looking after myself haven't really translated into feeling that great. So I've had a whole cacophony of, of, you know, just crappy things going on, Uh, chronic pain, nervous system symptoms, uh, cardiovascular symptoms, um, all sorts of just shit. And um, one of the things actually has been a cognitive... um, issue where it, it's like I can't quite piece my thoughts together properly it probably contributes to me rambling a bit on podcasts to be honest um yeah just feeling like my mind's not kind of as polished and spruced as it used to be I know that may surprise you uh and so I think because I wasn't really thinking straight my nutritional uh, knowledge and background didn't really kick in for me and put together all these symptoms uh, that I've been experiencing as what is actually a really fucking obvious B12 deficiency. I don't know if it's post-surgery. I think it most probably could. There was mesh involved in this surgery, um, surgical mesh and uh, autoimmune um, kind of crises are well established now, let's face it, um, which, you know, makes me pretty furious, uh, both at my surgeon for not um, explaining to me the the risks and correlations involved in having this uh, crap put in my body, but also myself for not researching it properly. It was really quite out of character. Uh, Anyway, but it happened. It's in there. And uh, I think maybe what's happened is my body uh, started to attack my parietal cells. Um, I've got a, a classic kind of B12 
pernicious anemia um, sign of uh, glossitis on the tongue. Um, I know that I'm speaking to predominantly prackies here because I'm starting to talk gobbledygook as far as everyone else in the world is concerned. Um, but anyway, the point of this story is that I, I finally in a flash put all this together and I just was like, holy shit, like all of this stuff, all of it is B12. Um, got my hands on a liposomal sublingual methyl B12. Uh, no, that sounds like gobbledygook to, you know, my non-ideal listeners as well but basically it's a really highly absorbable activated form of b12 and i have over the last um less than a week had this incredible experience of replenishing b12 uh and it being very 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 obvious almost immediately from the first dose um of this uh you know much needed um, nutrient that uh, my body has been starved of B12 over the last couple of years and the improvements are coming in leaps and bounds I can't even explain how much my pain has improved my neurological symptoms have improved my cognitive ability is uh, increasing and I'm getting more and more clarity in the thought um, it's amazing it feels like a miracle I feel like Neo coming back online I know Kung Fu. Uh, so who knows where I'll be in a couple of weeks. Maybe I will know Kung Fu. Um, so that's been amazing. And it's also uh, really affirmed for me the great stuff that we can do as um, as well health and wellness folk uh, for our clients and our customers. Like, you know, there are lots and lots and lots of um, cases you know, I guess maybe not as straightforward as mine, although I think mine is a little more complex than I currently really understand. <clears throat> but we can do great things. We can change lives. Um, and I have just had a reaffirmation of that um, one well-chosen and very much needed uh, supplement really turning my life around. So let's see where this goes. I mean, I've been doing some hard, 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 hard stuff physically, uh, intellectually, emotionally over the last few years um, under what I now understand to be uh, quite limited and difficult uh, physical circumstances. So I could be superwoman in a couple of months. Um, or, you know, this may just be a temporary little relief and then there'll be more to delve into. But anyway, as I hinted at earlier, uh, I thought I would devote today's podcast to giving you guys a little insight into my own extreme creative self-care uh, because it's a big part of my life and... Um, it's it, creative self-care is everything to me and uh, this is also what I teach um, you know so as you're all waiting with bated breath for my uh, programs to be released um, at which point you should also check out my social media you should also sign up for my email list and do all of those things um, while I'm developing all that, uh, extreme self-care, creative self-care is what I pivot everything off and um, it, it amounts to everything that I teach. And uh, for me, it is the formative stuff of, um, you know, writing with heart, soul and potency. And it's also the formative stuff of really amazing 
development, personal development, business development. Uh, you know, writing is my medicine and I just wanted to give you a little insight into what my dosing looks like on a daily basis. So there are actually nine things and <laughs> I really, I, this is like the short list too. Uh, I had a much longer list of um, creative exercises that I do um, on the day-to-day, but this is the short list and uh, it, I thought it might give you a little insight into not just, you know, behind the scenes of Jem Davies, but also uh, what's coming, the kind of stuff I'm going to be teaching. Um, so number one, and this is something that I've done for coming up on 20 years now, maybe even longer, is uh, it harkens to Julia Cameron of the Artist Way fame's morning pages. Um, now, her instruction for morning pages is the instruction that I have followed for um, probably the majority of those 20 years, but also being a solo mama and raising a child on my own means that I also understand and appreciate that you can't always get the pages written in the morning, not when you've got, you know, a a 10-month-old who's bouncing around the place at 5am and, um, you know, racing around to to get breakfast organized and, you know, cleaning up nappy explosions or whatever. So there are, so so I you know, Julia Cameron is very, very strict about these being morning pages then ha- taking place first thing in the morning. But I feel what the most important thing is is to get three pages and by that what is meant is A4 pages. Don't skimp and get a small notebook. A4 pages, three full pages of um, fast, unedited, um, blurting out writing. It's not a journal entry. It doesn't have to have a theme. It doesn't need to be prompted by something. Uh, If you feel especially uninspired um, during a session, you can just write, I don't know what to write, I don't know what to write, I don't know what to write over and over and over again. The point is to let your hand be loose on the page, let your mind be unedited and just let the words flow out. And uh, it's three pages, no more, no less than that. There is something magic in the three. I have spoken about this before. And um, this is a process that I have used to great effect in terms of dumping out what's on my mind at any given time, um, just to create white space around that. Um, noticing in the pages uh, as I do them day after day after day that there might be themes or um, issues in high repetition um, and getting quite sick of writing about them and so therefore actioning change instead. They're also just a great emotional outlet like you can really let loose into, um, into the pages and also if you keep them and I've got uh, countless notebooks of morning pages that I have written over the course of this time and actually I have already gotten rid of some um, and what I have is you know is like tumbling out of a cupboard sort of thing. Um, What you can do is uh, years and years and years later go back through them with a highlighter and revisit where you were at at certain points but also pull out um, little pieces, little gems, uh, often you you will 
find that you've written things that you have no memory of whatsoever, weren't even particularly cognizant of at the time of writing, but are actually quite profound. And they can be um, beautiful uh, prompts for writing larger pieces or expanding out ideas. Um, morning pages, whether it's morning, afternoon, whatever, just get it done. Try and get it done in a 24-hour period. Um that this is this is sort of why I refer to these more as wild writing or or page writing. Um, all this said, I do find that they are more effective in the morning um, in terms of those uh, brain dump, white space, uh, repetition to action, emotional outlet factors. So page writing number one, number two uh, in my creative self care extremity. Uh, is oracles, oracles, oracles. I love oracles. Oracles are anything, basically any random word or concept that I can use to uh, spark off um, a one-page writing experiment. So an example of an oracle could be uh, just opening a dictionary to a random page and choosing a random word, beginning with that word and letting uh, whatever comes come. Um, maybe uh, exploring for a page what that word means to me, how it might have uh, some sort of relevance to my current life circumstances or experiences. Um, I might do the same. I've, I've got this amazing book of women's uh, myths and secrets. It's like a little kind of encyclopedia. I might do the same um open to a random page and find uh, a random symbol and do the same thing. I also like to use um, just a random word generator. There's quite a few of them online and you can just kind of press a button and a word will throw itself at you and you can use that to spark up a page's worth of um, written experiment and uh, exploration. You can use, uh, if you like to use actual oracles, if you're a fan of tarot or others um, the the I Ching or other kinds of divination tools you can use those as an oracle to begin or and this is like my super duper favorite is and I swear you've got to try it because it's freaking cool and it just hooks you into the um, golden threads of a creative life and uh, finding meaning and magic uh, wherever you go is you can uh, as you set off for the day just ask whether you're asking uh, God or goddess or the universe or just life or the day uh, ask whatever it is to uh, offer you up your word or your concept for the day and then as you go about said day uh, you know, closing the door behind you and venturing out into the world, that word inevitably will show itself to you. And usually pretty quickly. Um, it might be uh, the name of a shop or it might be a, a bit on a billboard that you see or it might be graffitied onto the side of a building. But there will be some sort of word with uh, profundity that will, will kind of throw itself to you. And um, people I've taught this practice to before have said, yeah, but how do I know if it's the word? Oh, you know, if it's the word, it's I teach this a lot. Words, uh, if you can really tap into them. They have quite a visceral effect. You, can, you feel their profundity in the body. Um, 
and there'll be a sense of resonance and openness and depth. I get this kind of almost like buzzy physical sensation um, at certain words. Uh, in fact, how's this for funny? Just as I was uh, describing this kind of random oracle uh, request just now, I've looked over at my pair of gumboots and the word hunter. Um, don't think I'm too fancy. I found them at uh, Vinnie's. <laughs> Hunters are like, you know, super expensive Kate Moss style gumboots. Um, but I found mine at Vinnie's. But hunter, ooh, there's my word for the day. I'm going to explore hunter and how um, it might relate to uh, some things going on in my life and I can already yeah my brain's already already going wild on that one um, you can also as a exercise in sort of you know deepening vocabulary and word nuance um, which are you know words are your tools as a writer of course is you can dive into the etymology of those words you can dive into the origins and the true definitions and the synonyms and all of that cool stuff um, really gold mining words and uh, gold mining is totally one of the things that I teach as well. It's one of my favorite, favorite things to do with words. Uh, number three in my extreme creative self-care uh, is, you know, I mean, I've de devoted an entire podcast to it, is my yoga practice. Um, it uh, embodies me and I'm someone who likes to live in my head. As a quick aside, I think I've especially liked to live in my head over the last few years of chronic pain. Um, and it brings me back into my body and it also gives me a kind of break from the chitter-chatter, chitter-chatter that is constantly going on in my brain. And I can just be in my body and I can also listen to um, very uh, meticulous anatomical instruction which uh, also gives me a break from my more chaotic and poetic uh, wild mind. And it's always nice to have a break. Ooh, number four is pretty interesting. Da, 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 da. Microdosing. I microdose. I like to use uh, spagyrics, alch uh, alchemically produced spagyrics. And I like those spagyrics to be profoundly uh, cognitive herbs, ner nervines. I've had amazing results um, and very, very interesting results uh, with microdosing mugwort. What a plant medicine. Uh, probably should do an entire podcast on mugwort. Really interesting stuff uh, with blue lotus, with brahmi with uh, Tulsi, um, the really, uh, n the Nervine herbs, the really uh, profound Nervine herbs, when they're produced as spagyrics, um, they really do have an almost uh, mild, subtle psychedelic effect on the brain. And um, it opens you up again to following the golden threads um, of a life of artistry and starting to see patterns and to see and appreciate beauty and insight as we live our lives and to find means of expression for that. Um, there are other things you can microdose too, dot, dot, dot. And number five, <laughs> on the same sort of note, uh, lion's mane, man, 
What a mushroom. What a fun guy. Lion's Mane it has been incredible for me uh, in terms of improving my ability to make connections between uh, words and symbols and concepts um, and to uh, really smooth out the link between my mind and my hand on the page or my fingers on the keyboard. And um, to Lion's Mane has a very good reputation for um, increasing and improving cognitive function. Um, it's probably been one of the things that's really got me through the last couple of years of vitamin B12 mega deficiency is um, my lion's mane intake. And I'm looking forward to um, it being able to work even better in my body and mind um, now that I've corrected this uh, deficiency. Um, so, you know, lion's mane being the medicine of neuroplasticity, of creating new neural pathways, new neural networks, um, the creative benefits of this are many, many, many fold. And uh, if you haven't tried taking lion's mane as a daily medicine, I, I heavily encourage you to give it a try. Number six in uh, my creative self-care set of rituals are cauldrons doesn't that sound intriguing cauldrons or crucibles are what i call um prompts and exercises that have a container as in you know a cauldron is a container of magic a crucible a container of alchemy and the container is usually just a time limit or a page limit on uh, a prompt or an exercise. And it will be a, a prompt, obviously, is something that sparks um, a writing session. I usually like to use uh, time-based cauldrons because sometimes my hand likes to move so fast on the page that one page or two pages just isn't enough. So um, if I can make it like 10 or 15 or 20 minutes um then I, I find I get more out of the exercise. And um, I like to, you know, over the course of the last, you know, of my adult life, I've collected a lot of like really great books um, that supply sort of prompts and instructions. And I like to use those. I like to search the web for them. And also over the course of particularly the last few months, I've been developing some freaking amazing ones for health and wellness people. And they're going to be coming your way in various formats uh, in the coming months. So that's pretty exciting too. Number seven in my uh, set of creative self-care rituals is infusions, herbal infusions. So I'll link this back to the microdosing, right? Uh, I am predominantly obsessed with plant medicine, herbal medicine, and uh, plant and plant medicine is uh, if you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, you will see that the majority of the um, pieces that I write are actually about my direct experience with herbal medicine and with, uh, with the plant world. And that's my thing. That's my anchor. That's, uh, the, that's me um, in full inspiration. Uh, nothing inspires me in the way that my relationship with the plant world, my relationship with plant medicine um, does. And so in order for me to honor that fully, I have to be fully immersed 
in my craft. I have to be fully immersed in plant medicine. Microdosing is one way that I do that. And another way that I do that is with a daily infusion practice. So this is very much inspired um, by the uh, radically uh, sort of eccentric and controversial herbalist Susan Weed. And I like to use um, nourishing herbs uh, in infusion. Um, Her suggestions are Uh, which I have used um, in high rotation are nettle, oat straw, linden, red clover, comfrey. There's a few others. Um, I like to buy three kilograms worth of dried material at a time and um, make infusions on a daily basis, just using one plant at a time. And it really connects me in on a more sort of crude nutritional level to those particular plants. It also gives me a really nice discipline, like every single night I've got to remember to put my um, infusion together. And then every morning I've got to remember to strain and squeeze it out and um, and, and bottle it and put it in the fridge. And then I've got to remember to drink it through the day. So that it, it, it does, it is this beautiful uh, discipline and process, but it connects me, hooks me right in, as does microdosing. Um, to the plant world and is the the wellspring, the source of um, my seemingly uh, unending <laughs> inspiration from plants. Um, I'm also just a massive geek and I think that's part of it too. Uh, number eight, this is a good one. This is a shadowy one. I like to do a paper and fire practice. And that doesn't mean that I'm strumming out John Cougar Mellon Camp on my ukulele, although I do do that sometimes too. Uh, when I've got a, a heightened, like high voltage emotional thing going on, I like to take it to the page in this specific way, uh, a paper and fire way. So Uh, It's also another technique that I teach and I'll be doing that as I roll out, um, you know, cool little programs and stuff over the coming months. But very, very quickly here, it is like a big fat uh, vomit onto the page about a situation or a person or an event or whatever that really pisses you off or deeply embarrasses you or um, enrages you or some other kind of like high load feeling and uh, for 20 minutes I like to contain this practice for 20 minutes I go wild on the page like I'm talking I will completely uncensor myself and rage on the page to the point of psychotic I just let it go Um, no judgment on myself in the understanding that this is between me and the page and maybe a little bit of God as well. And that by doing this exercise, I'm not hurting any of the people involved. It's more that I'm giving voice to the kind of um, absolutely enraged or betrayed or, or depressed or whatever part of me. I'm letting that part be heard. I'm letting the shadow be heard. And then I burn the shit out of it. <clears throat> Paper and fire. Um, I'm not sure if it's the most environmentally uh, responsible practice. Um, You could also just tear the paper up, but there's something about burning it. There's something about looking at those flames licking the 
the vitriol <laughs> away and also even your nervous system kind of feeling the warmth of the flame and uh, there is a resolution there. Paper and fire and even better it's a practice if you can follow that um, immediately with a meditation so that your nervous system has an opportunity to immediately rebuild and know that everything is safe and okay. I love that practice. I might even do a podcast about it um, in its entirety. But I don't have time today. Uh, what I do have time for is just the one last uh, lucky number nine in my list of extreme self-care practices. And that's reading. Uh, as a writer, I need to read. And I'm often reading about writing. I'm obsessed with creative processes and I'm obsessed with writing processes. And um, I love to... Uh, read about how other writers write. I love to read about how other creators create and um, that fulfills my nosy Nora uh, stuff as well. And um, look, I also just love a bit of page turny, um, trashy novel every now and again. I love to always be working on some sort of um, personal or business development um, book, whether I get through it fast or slow, um, it, it it just depends on everything else that I've got going on during the week or the month or whatever. Um, and uh, I also like to be, um, yeah, like immersed in um, in some sort of theme, I guess, in my reading, if that makes sense so you know I like to be focusing on abundance or I like to be focusing on clarity or I like to be focusing on relationships or I like to be focusing in some area of um, development and uh, finding ways to read and write about that thing at a given time so I know it's a lot isn't it but like heck this is what I do and uh, this is the way that I love to live my life if I'm not um framing life through the lens of these practices I don't feel that my life is as rich and full and I certainly don't feel that my um, professional writing uh, is as successful so all of this stuff together um, you know it looks after my heart it looks after my soul it um, it informs the whole way that I view life, but it also keeps my professional writing will really well oiled. I mean, it's a it's a it's a big set of processes um, to do every day. As I've joked with friends uh, before, I probably do three hours of um, unpaid uh, writing and creative practice to every hour that I get paid. Um, the economics of that, uh, I'm sure, from a business perspective, are maybe not so great. But I tell you what it does do. All of this, um, as I've said, enriches my life, but it also allows me to always have the door open to the muse. And um, when I've got all of these things in place, uh, I just assume that she'll arrive. And you know what? She always does um anyway bam there you go bit of an insight into how obsessed with writing and creativity I am um I hope you're doing well it's still a pretty funny year um I hope you're putting pen to page I really look forward to um everything that is coming from me that I've got on offer um you know 
it's going to be exciting, guys. Stay tuned. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Gem Davies. You can follow me on Facebook at the True Gem Davies. And if you go to gemdavies.com, you can sign up for my newsletter. And uh, that's pretty cool. Every couple of weeks, I put out a love letter and I share things that I only share on email there. So if you want in, get in. And uh, that's also, of course, where I'll be announcing um, my programs and workshops and stuff like that coming up. So look, uh, stay well. Stay 2020 and uh, I'll be talking to you again shortly. Audi. Mm-hmm.